Ahoy and welcome to the latest Ocean Media All at Sea podcast. I'm Gary Brown, Editorial Director of All at Sea magazine, the Caribbean and South Florida's favourite waterfront magazine. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support of All at Sea magazine and Budget Marine Caribbean-wide chandleries. In part one of the podcast, we take a look at power boating and poker runs, something that's becoming more and more popular in the Caribbean. And we talk about sextants. Yep, going back in time. In part two of the show, we delve into the archives and bring you an interview with Captain Fatty Goodlander. I recorded this for my radio show, Yacht Blast, in 2011. Fatty was in Turkey and preparing to leave to sail across the Med. And in this interview, he and his wife Carolyn were still sailing aboard Wildcard. Power to the people! Now there's a shout I haven't heard since my days on the picket line many, many, many years ago. Now don't worry, we're not turning uh, the podcast into a political uh, rally of any sort. No, I'm talking here about power as in power boaters and the people who get their jollies by driving them. Sometimes very, very fast indeed. Over the last few years, there's been a huge surge in powerboating and many uh, Caribbean islands are introducing powerboat racing or at least adding themselves to the list of islands where poker runs in high-speed boats are an annual feature. Now, if you don't know what a poker run is, you go from place to place in your powerboat. It's not a race. You go to each place, have a drink, have something to eat, pick up a card and uh, the, the best poker hand at the end of the day wins a pot of money, and usually this is done for charity. So these are all good stuff. Eh? It's a way of getting out on the water in a high-speed boat in an organised and friendly manner and uh, doing some good for charity. So that's a poker run. Anyway, I've done my share of uh, pounding along with my kidneys floating around at shoulder level, and I admit it was a whole lot of fun. Although Mrs Brown wasn't that impressed. In order to keep things revving, this month in, in the magazine, in All at Sea, in July edition, we bring you up-to-date on powerboating events and poker runs in the region. If you have never experienced the rush of skimming the waves, more out of the water than in it, and you get an invitation to try it, then do give it a go. You might swear never to do it again, but you'll have had a fun day and have one heck of a yarn to tell. Now, one of the things we feature... In All at Sea is a page or two pages of new products that are coming onto the market. This month in July, in the July edition, there's a feature about sextants. Now, sextants are not new, as you know. People, there's still a lot, an interest in having a sextant on board the boat. I certainly like having a sextant on the boat, and, and my history with sextants goes back a long way. The first time across the Atlantic, I had no navigation equipment but a sextant, and that was a EBCO plastic sextant which I paid £5 for which would be about I don't know six or seven dollars and I bought that in a flea market in Salcombe in England uh, before I set off uh, to cross the Atlantic and I used it the whole way it was uh, really really accurate and I ended up in Martinique right where I wanted to be on the 35th day uh, it was a very small boat that's why it took such a long time but the fun of navigating with a sextant is just awesome of course, you need the tables and you need a good clock or a watch to set the time to get the time. And the radio signal, if you can get it, so you can keep the watch accurate. But it's a lot of fun. Later on, I, I actually bought from a friend a beautiful old sextant, one that was really valuable because it was uh, one of only about ten made of this particular model. 
Unfortunately, uh, that was stolen off my boat a few years ago. Broke my heart. Of all the things I've had stolen off boats in my uh, time, the, the loss of the sextant was the one I felt the most. I really, really treasured that old sextant. Yeah, sextants, if you've never used one, then you know, buy yourself a plastic one. They're not that expensive. Buy one, get some books. There's plenty of courses you can read up on online. Simple Sunsight will fix your position anywhere in the world. If I can navigate with a sextant, and believe me, my maths is terrible. If I can do it, then you can do it too. So think about it. Have a bit of fun while you're out there sailing this summer. Get a plastic sextant, bring the sun down to the horizon, go into the tables, or use a calculator. Uh, Going to the tables is much better, it's much more fun. It makes you feel like Captain Cook. And uh, reduce the sunset and see how accurate you are against your uh, GPS, which, of course, we all now carry. A plastic sextant, well, not that expensive. Ebco are probably the ones that make the best, certainly the most popular. And they come in different models, the 25, the 15, and of course some are more expensive than others. Ones are probably a little bit more um, sophisticated than the other. The cheaper one is not as sophisticated, obviously, as the expensive one. When you've uh, practised a little bit with sun sights, have a go at a uh, horizontal sextant angle, where you sight on a headland at one side, um, and then maybe a lighthouse on a headland at the other side, and that will give you your distance off from the land. And then, of course, if you really want to get into it, you can do star sights and moon sights. I did all these with my plastic sextant, all very successfully. All good. This is wonderful for teaching your kids some maths, some history and some science, all wrapped up in the sextant. My wife and I had a wonderful cat, which was called Sextant, and we was on our boat for a long time. It sailed around the world. The craziest, most lovable cat you could imagine, a boat cat. And I always think about Sextant the cat every time I, I talk about Sextants. And I've written a couple of stories about Sextant because did he get us into some trouble sometimes? He really did. Anyway, there you go, Sextants. Go get yourself one and get yourself a rescue cat while you're at it. They're great on the boat. Whoops. Coming up, our interview with Captain Fatty Goodlander after these messages. This podcast is made possible by the support of All at Sea magazine and Budget Marine. And you can find All at Sea, the Caribbean's number one waterfront full-colour magazine, throughout the Caribbean island chain, the Panama Canal, the Bahamas and South Florida. You can pick up a free copy at marinas, boatyards, ship stores, yacht clubs, boaters, bars, my favourite, and marine service providers. You can also download the entire magazine for free as a PDF by going to our website, and that's all at sea.net, and copies going back several years are available. Budget Marine are the Caribbean's largest suppliers of marine equipment, boat gear, and fishing supplies. You can check them out online at budgetmarine.com, or visit one of their many stores in Antigua, Aruba, Bonaire, Curacao, Grenada, St. Martin, French and Dutch side, St. Thomas, Tortola and Trinidad and their staff of experts are the friendliest around. Now I have a couple of books I would like to recommend. Caribbean High and Caribbean Deep are full-on action thrillers featuring Richard Turpin and Willie Jones, ex-Special Forces officers who rampage around the Caribbean, bringing the modern-day pirates who haunt these waters swift and bloody justice. Biscay, our ultimate storm, is non-fiction, 
and is about how my wife and I survived being capsized and dismasted in a Force 11 storm in the Bay of Biscay. This book is a must-read for anyone considering sailing offshore. It's published as an e-book, and for $2.99, it could save your life. All these books are available from Amazon. Back to the show. Right, here he is, the man himself, Captain Fatty Goodlander. I have Captain Fatty on the line over there in Turkey. He's returned to his boat after uh, being uh, in Amsterdam and enjoying the delights of Europe. Fatty, what's it like to be back with Wildcard? Well, it's great to be uh, back aboard. Um, We uh, had an absolutely marvelous uh, winter with our daughter and our new grandchild, Soku. And um, now back to the reality of the cruising life. It's always nice to take a vacation from your vacation. Um, but as soon as we came back, uh, we hauled out Wildcard, and Carolyn and I worked on it. We had a very good haul out with no surprises, and uh, uh, quickly returned into the water. And in many ways, Wildcard is uh, um, better than she's ever been. Um, we've now owned her unexpectedly for 21 years, um, and yet after 70,000 miles, I can say that uh, she's uh, more comfortable, safer, and more seaworthy than she's ever been, which is pretty nice considering that I, I barely put any peanuts into her. And we're getting ready to take off for a summer's cruising. We've already been in Turkey and the Mediterranean now for more than a year, or just about a year now. And we're going to spend the next four or five months uh, cruising through the Greek islands, Italy, and uh, France. So, boy, some really wonderful things coming up. I know it's very complicated. We talked about this before we began the interview. But it's rather difficult, I believe, to cruise through the Med for, shall we say, a non-European a vessel that hasn't paid the VAT. How are you going to get around that? Can you, very briefly, because I know it's a complicated subject, what are you going to do? Uh, what I'm going to do is, um, I, I have a couple of principles in mind, is that one, I I'm, I'm never really have anything against breaking the law. Um, very, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not one of those guys who always wants to be on the right side. I'm perfectly comfortable on the wrong side of the law, as long as nobody minds I'm breaking it. And uh, these Shinigan regulations are put in place um, for reasons that have really nothing to do with me, and they really make it almost impossible to abide by the letter of the law. Um, And it means that if I'm in um, the European Union for 90 days, I have to leave for more than 90 days. Um, Well, this makes cruising the uh, med in the summertime virtually impossible. And they just didn't think of cruising yachtsmen whatsoever. The good news is that most of the people... Um, administering these rules, realize that if you're transiting the Mediterranean, it's pretty hard to do, you know, evaporate both yourself and your home after 90 days. Um, And so they basically just ignore it. I'll try my best to ignore it. The only problem is, is if you ever run across somebody who takes a disliking to you, you are in violation and they now have a legitimate thing to uh, come back at you with. But a lot of these things, I I put my ear to the ground and uh, asked the fellows that are just ahead of me doing this, uh, what should I do? Should I be uptight about this or not? And everyone said, Fatty, don't be uptight. Go with the flow. You'll be in complete violation. Everybody will love you, and um, I'm cool with that. Well, good luck with that, because that would be an awful thing to happen. It's just more madness in the world of cruising. We see it out here now in the Caribbean, more rules and regulations and more people in peaked caps wanting more and more form-filling. And the cruising lifestyle is really coming under fire, isn't it? I think it is. Um, in order to go to Greece, 
um, there's three things um, that I'm supposed to have. I'm supposed to be in compliance with these Shinigan regulations. I'm supposed to have some sort of a captain certificate. I uh, never have had a captain certificate for the simple reason that uh, I've sailed uh, so many hundreds of thousands of miles that I've never really had time to go ashore and get any kind of certificate. I've been too busy uh, trip traipsing around the world uh, on a boat. And um, I, I did get insurance. Normally, I only have one bill. I only pay a sale mail bill of $250 a year. And I have had that basically for 10 years. Only My only fixed bill um, is $250 a year. But because I was in the med, I um, uh, swallowed uh, my pride or whatever and decided to get insurance. So I got liability insurance for my boat, which cost me $400. And, uh, you know, I have to sign a piece of paper that I'll never get a penny uh, for anything uh, out of this, of course, because it's liability insurance for a third party. Okay, so I'm all good with this, except that when I went to go to Greece, they say, oh, no, that's not good enough, that liability insurance. You, your liability insurance is only 500000 and we need $5 million worth of liability insurance plus um, ecology insurance. Anyway, I could go on, but it's enough to make you puke, Gary. I hear you, and it's very, very sad, and people need to take all these things in mind if they are planning an extended cruise, certainly through the Med. Now, which is the place that you're probably looking forward to the most? I know your wife, Caroline, has got strong ties with uh, Sicily. Is that a place you're looking forward to visiting? Well, we certainly are. We've had wonderful times uh, uh, shore visiting um, with our Sicilian relatives. Um, They love her very much, and they enjoy me trying to speak Sicilian, and we've really had great times there, so it'll be really nice to have them down to the boat. I'm particularly looking forward to Greece. Um, I like the Greeks, just like I like the Turks, and uh, a lot of those little laid-back islands are really cool. Right now, uh, the best possible time to cruise is right now um, and in the fall. Unfortunately, my wife's uh, mother's had a little medical problem, and so my wife has had to fly back to the States for a month You know, in the belly of the beast there. And, of course, when she's back in the States, we order all the stuff that we need for the boat, so all of a sudden, the money's flowing out, and then we realize that we have all kinds of problems. We really don't have any problems, except when you go to the States and ask yourself, gee, while well, I'm in the States, do we have any problems? Of course, you have thousands of problems. So it's lots of vexation with shore, and I can't wait to cast off my dock lines and go sailing again where life makes sense to me. That's true. I can relate to that. The freedom to be able to haul that, up that sail, haul the anchor, and get out of Dodge and get the freedom of the seas and enjoy as you say yourself, God's own cathedral. It's a wonderful experience. It really is. And, you know, I came to sailing for the thrill of actual physical thrill of being uh, sailing. But I'm, I'm still here after 50 some years of living aboard because the people are so amazing. And because it allows me to be what I aspire to be, which is the freest man in the universe. And part and parcel of being free on your own boat, of course, is accepting the responsibility for that. And, of course, earning your income as you go. So my boat isn't just my home and my sport, but it's also my profession and my hobby and my passion. So it's really great that I'm able to uh, make my living. I had my best year ever financially last year uh, as a writer and never had to put on shoes or um, put on clothes or something. I do most of my writing naked, so it works out pretty good for me. That's not a pretty sight, I can imagine. Uh, that's, uh, we, won't go, <laughs> we won't go there. Um, It's not television. Don't get uptight. It's not television. (laughs) Uh, Talking about writing, you have another book coming out. You're turning out lots of books, and they're all great, entertaining books. This latest one is something that's quite dear to your heart because this has touched you personally, and that's The Somali Pirates. Very briefly, uh, Fatty, tell us about this book. 
Well, um, it was a book that I wasn't expecting to write, um, and it's a, quite a departure for me. Um, and uh, I like to write about good news, and I like to write with a heavy sense of humor. Um, and although this book does have some humorous moments, for the most part, it's, it's uh, not written in a humorous vein. What happened there was uh, when my friends on the quest were um, kidnapped by Somali pirates, I was shocked and outraged and horrified. And I wrote a story for um, All Let's See Publications. When I sent him that story, I uh, talked to the editor, uh, Gary Brown, and uh, Chris uh, Kidnan, and uh, we talked a little bit about it. And, and you, Gary, reminded me that if there was a change in the status, I'd have to rewrite the story. Well, when I, you said change in the status, of course, I thought to myself, well, you know, if they uh, get on land or if they're held on a freighter or something, it never dawned on me that the change of status would be that all four of uh, these people would be murdered horribly in cold blood. Um, when that happened, uh, of course, uh, you informed me that I had to rewrite the story, and uh, I did that for all at sea. But it threw me into a tailspin um, because I had encouraged a lot of people to uh, transit the Indian Ocean. I had just transited it um, aboard Wildcard, and uh, I went up the Gulf of um, Aden without any problem. And as a matter of fact, that year, that season, not one single vessel was pirated. Certainly no one was killed. And uh, now there's all kinds of people being killed and people being pirated. So I had a personal stake in this, and I was horrified. Anyway, I sat down and wanted to write a magazine article about it. And when I uh, concluded that article uh, 17 days later, I realized that the article was 70,000 words long, which is pretty long for a magazine article. It's a little bit above your all-at-sea limit, right, Gary? <laughs> it sure is, yeah, yeah. People looking for 800 words, but 70,000 yeah. is... Uh... Yeah. Um, of course, with the technology that we have today and the um, ability to uh, put things into print faster, quicker, and less expensive than normal... I turned this into an um, e-book, which will be coming out in about 60 days, well, sometime in the end of May, on Kindle, and it'll be out shortly thereafter that in uh, hard copy. It's a departure for me, um, but I tried to chronicle every single real incident that took place between Somali pirates and yachtsmen in the Indian Ocean. So every single attack, every single kidnapping, every single uh, thing has been chronicled uh, with some uh, personal interviews and some... Uh, through various different sources. So it was quite different. And uh, during the um, month that I wrote this intensively, my wife, for about 14 hours a day, researched it all. So basically, I was uh, in one room writing furiously, and she was shoving notes uh, through under the door for me to write about. And then I was shouting questions at her. And um, occasionally, we would um, uh, open the door and punch each other out and then make love. <laughs> well, Fatty, it's always wonderful to talk to you. And um, unfortunately, Yacht Blast is coming to the end of its season's run, uh, but hopefully we'll be back again towards the end of this year in November, so we'll be able to catch up with you again. And, of course, I'll be in touch with you throughout the year. And we wish you and Carolyn well on your Mediterranean cruise, and thanks once again for sharing your amazing life with us here on Yacht Blast. I'm so happy that you've had this show. I think you've done a great job, and I can't wait to help you out sometime in the future, and uh, you just have a great summer. And that was our columnist, Captain Fatty Goodlander, talking to me from Turkey in 2011. I think it's time we spoke to Fatty again, and I'll set that up. By the way, his latest book is out, and it's all about heavy weather sailing. All the details about the book, his new books, and all his books are available on fattygoodlander.com or simply go to Amazon and run a search. You already know that you can download All at Sea for free 
But did you know you can also take out a subscription to the Caribbean's favourite waterfront magazine? Yes, we will send you a copy every month. And if that's what you would like us to do, then email subscribe at allatsea.net. That's subscribe at allatsea.net. Find us on Twitter, find us on Facebook, and find me here on the next podcast. Thanks for listening. Until next time, safe sailing.